This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Hi there, welcome along to this podcast and uh, each and every week we take a look at a classic album. This week it was an album that turned 50 years of age from the incredibly talented Stevie Wonder. Inner Visions is the title of the album. I was joined by guitarist Kel and we took a deep dive into this special, special music. Do enjoy the podcast and join me live on the show at weeknights 8 through 10 right here on Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is The Night Shift with Mark Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Yeah, welcome back into the show and time to talk some music now. Music that's 50 years of age and uh, joining us is guitarist Kel, who's recently invested in a new turntable. So I think you're kind of reliving your youth again, playing vinyl. I am, yeah, and it's absolutely tremendous and I'd advise anyone to get it. I, I think we've got such use to kind of music and everything on demand. Yeah that we forget the absolute pleasure of just sitting down, letting the whole album run its course. And I've been buying a lot of old albums, especially the one that um, we're, we're going to talk about tonight. And it just unwraps the whole story. When you pick up the actual album sleeve, you look at the sleeve. I think it just gives you another dimension to the music, which I don't think you can get from from streaming or even CDs. Okay, CDs are still a bit tactile, mm. but there's not, nothing like just getting that vinyl out and looking at the sleeve. It's just that, yeah, absolutely wonderful. You're like you're back in a toy shop again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to the guys at Raw Music Store, by the way, yeah. the ultimate um, uh, vinyl shop in town. Now, over the last few weeks, uh, Cal, we've been looking at albums that mm. have turned 50. We uh, checked out Aladdin Sane from David Bowie. Also, Elton John's Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, very kind of top right now as he's wrapping up his uh, his tours on that yellow brick road we had wings band on the run and the who quadrophenia but um, when this next one got suggested um we both looked at each other and thought this has got to be a one-off um you know it can't <laughs> yeah. be two albums in one show this no. this album is worth its its own show <laughs> it really is and and i mean all of the albums on on the list that we're going through which are 50 this year um this one is it's just highly heralded as one of the all-time great albums ever, ever released. A guy that was absolutely at the top of his game still sounds as as important today as it did back then, and it's just just absolutely wonderful. And we are talking the one and only Stevie Wonder and his uh, album Inner Visions. We, we could have picked quite a few albums, yeah. but this one turns 50 um, this year. I must say, it's my second favourite Stevie Wonder <laughs> album. Uh, my other favourite, I will mention as we, uh, as we get uh, on through. But, I mean, just looking at a few stats about Stevie Wonder. I mean, the number yeah. of albums and just incredible. It was interesting. I was chatting to someone at work today about it and uh, and I was saying, coming on the show tonight, I was talking about Innovisions. And he said, oh, okay, what's, what, what, what kind of, tell me some stats. And, uh, and we'll go through quite a lot of them. But I mentioned like when he started which I think some people forget this. He had a huge career as little Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Because he yeah. was signed when he was very, very young. And he actually had his first number one when he was 13. Um, yeah, fingertips. Fingertips, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was that kind of kid. And there was a lot of ballads. I think it was kind of similar to like when Michael Jackson was was in that kind of age yeah. as well. But that kind of Motown, obviously they recognised the talent. And we'll go into the story which led, led to the albums. But um, yeah, what a career. So 20, 23 studio albums, four live albums, 11 compilations, 91 singles. 
100 million record sales worldwide, <laughs> 25 Grammy Awards, which is the most by any solo artist, uh, an Academy Award inducted into the Rhythm and Blues Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and the Songwriters Hall of Fame. I mean, he's, yeah. he's, you just mentioned the word Stevie Wonder and automatically... He's right at the top yeah, of the tree. Everybody knows. And he was signed, as you said, to the Tamla label. That was yeah. Motown's kind of subsidiary Tamla label at the age of 11, where he was then christened Stevie Wonder. And he was kind of mentored by um, Dinah Ross quite a lot, yeah. the Supremes, the Temptations. And, yeah. uh, you know, all these bands that were signed up to that label recognised what a genius he was and yeah. re- really brought him through and really kind of steered his, his early career. Fingertips, 1963. Uh, made it to number one on the Billboard Hot 100 when he was just 13, as you said. Uh, but uh, then he kind of went into his classic era, winning three Grammy Awards. And I mean, some of those albums, uh, Music of the Mind, Talking Book is one of my favourites that yeah. features You Are the Sunshine of My Life. And uh, the album that we're going to talk about this week, which is... Inner Visions. Inner Visions. And before we get into the <laughs> album, I just want to mention the cover. I'm, I'm a real kind of fan of album covers. And uh, yeah. this has got to be one of my favourites. I'm just going to hold it up to the camera there. That's uh, that. It's kind of it's Afri- African art, but so much colour and, you know, such a, a beautiful piece of work. Yeah. Um, I could frame it, but I, will, I won't do because <laughs> my album fits inside of that. So uh, it's a beautiful album cover. Oh, it really is. And as I say... I, I, it was one of the first the first things I bought when I got when I got the record deck, and it really does. And I've listened to this album, especially recently, so many times on streaming. But you just get a different connection with it, and that cover is so iconic. As you say, the colours are really rich, very much of its time, very vibrant, and it gives it another kind of little edge to when you're listening to the actual actual records on there. Um, it's it's just just outstanding. It, it, yeah, it's one of my favourite covers as well. It kind of draws you in really it nicely. It does. It does. Now, um, this album that we're going to take a look at uh, once again and uh, Inner Visions. It mm. was actually, you know, he got the thought of doing a concept album after Marvin Gaye put out What's Going On, and he was yeah. heavily, heavily influenced by Marvin Gaye. Yeah, exactly. And I think, in fact, that was the very first um, Kel's classic album we did. I remember way, way back in the day. Yeah, what's going on? And that, and I think that was groundbreaking because it was whilst you had a lot of concept albums more in the rock genre. Yeah, you know, we we featured uh, Quadrophenia uh, the other week. Not really, not very much has been done within kind of soul and R and B. And that album, What's Going On, was just seminal. Again, it's, it's absolutely timeless. And I think as well, it contained a lot of commentary, a lot of social commentary, which mm. I think for artists such as Marvin Gaye and Stevie Wonder was really, really important at that time, that kind of early 70s. There was a lot of movement there. And he was hugely influenced by this. But uh, I think as well, what, what, what you were saying earlier on, the stable he was brought up on in Motown what an incredible schooling he would have had just being around those writers. <laughs> not Part, that he needed it. Not <laughs> that he needed much of it, but I'm sure it really informed it. So this, as, as you mentioned, this was kind of part of what's known as his classic era, which was yeah. between 72 and 76. Um, and this is kind of my, my personal favourite amongst all these song, songs in the key of life, which 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 we've done before. But Me I mean, too. how, how yeah, can yeah. you pick a favourite? Yeah. But yeah, I think this, this heavily influenced him wanting to tell the stories and get... More to do with getting the stories public, I think, because yeah. back then we didn't have social media, we didn't have the internet, you'd have whatever's written in the news, a bit of TV. So I think for, for artists such as this, it was a way of getting their kind of messaging of the story of what's going on within their lives, their communities, and getting it out. Mm. But underneath this beautifully rich tapestry of just incredible music. I'll tell you one thing that we did have. 
a clavinet. Played beautifully on this by Stevie Wonder. First track from the album Inner Visions. This is Higher Ground. So that's the first single then from our classic album that we're looking at uh, once again, Stevie Wonder and uh, the Inner Visions album turns 50 years of age this uh, year, higher grounds and uh, that kind of stringy keyboard sound that you can hear is a clavinet and let me tell you, they're really hard to play. I've had a go at one a couple of times and uh, packed it in. Um, What do we know about higher ground? Yeah, so it's the first single from the album. Um, It reached number one in the US R&B singles charts, number one on the Hot 100. It was number three in the UK. Uh, And apparently it was written within a three-hour burst of creativity that he suddenly had. (laughs) Definitely, burst. (laughs) And it kind of came about by mistake, because he was playing around with the drum machine. Um, I mean, this is the other thing on Innovisions. He pretty much played every single instrument, but he was kind of playing around with the new technology and then sort of the beat come up. Mm-hmm. And then he used, um, yeah, the, the Wawa Clavinet, which was apparently a Muton 3 envelope filter pedal oh. to, to kind of help give it get that a bit whack, technical. Whack, 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 that wacka sound. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, and it's gone on. It's been covered by a number of artists, I can see the Turner and the Osmonds, and also the Red Hot Chili Peppers. In, um, really? Yeah, yeah. 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 And, yeah. and I saw them perform this. This was going back a long time ago. This was before they became like super famous on one of their earlier albums. And it's it's a great version. I mean, you can imagine it's quite quite full on. But but this as well, you listen to it, you can feel the power behind yeah. it. You yeah. know, the drums are really pushing it. And with that kind of wah-wah clavinet, there's not a great deal of difference between that kind of sound and a wah-wah on a guitar, you know. 
They're mm. very kind of similar with the power behind them. But mm-hmm. yeah, what what a what a great way to announce that album to the world. Definitely, and um, I mean there was a lot more to come. I think you know this album and then his songs in the Key of Life album. Mm. Uh, I think Stevie Wonder was at his peak, uh, at his most productive. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, as we say, I mean, if the, it was a, it was only it was a, just a four year period, and he released five albums, as we said, Music and the Mind, Talking Book. Um, Inner Visions, um, Songs in the Key in Life and Final Finale. But there was like five or six just amazing singles, as we said, Superstitions, Unshine in My Life, I Wish, Isn't She Lovely, Seduke, uh, Boogie on Reggae Woman, Higher Grounds and the other three that were featured, all within a four-year period. I mean, just to get one of those singles would be one person's career. (laughs) Um, We're going to hear a lady that I was so happy to interview a few years ago. She's now a member of the Supremes, but she was a member of Stevie Wonder's backing band, Wonderlove, backing vocalists. And she was also a member of the Charlettes of Ray Charles. Her name's (laughs) Suzy Green, lovely lady. But she told me um, this story. Well, I'll let her tell you after, but, you know, basically so much music just tumbling out of Steve. Stevie Wonder all day, and she's running after him with a tape cassette, <laughs> trying to get it all down. We'll hear from uh, Suzy Green when we come back on Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is The Night Shift on Dubai Eye 103.8. Yeah, welcome back into the show. We are taking a look at an album that turns 50 years of age, nearly as old as I am, and it's Inner Visions from uh, the one and only Mr. Stevie Wonder. We heard uh, Higher Ground, the first single from that and I mentioned that uh, I've been lucky enough to interview the, uh, the the first ladies of the Supremes when they performed on Theatre by QE2. One of them was um, Suzy Green and uh, I did, I wasn't really f- that familiar um, with her or the work that she'd done so I kept the interview very much based on the Supremes. Mm. When I got home and read a, up a bit more about her, <laughs> I realised that she'd appeared on my favourite album Songs in the Key of Life or at least one of them and had been a member of Stevie Wonder's backing group um, um, Wonderlove as as a backing vocalist. Now Amazing. you don't you don't get into that band if you can't sing. <laughs> no, no. I mean it's interesting. It kind of reminds me when we um, when we spoke to Sam Brown. I think there's a lot of these artists, and you won't necessarily know their names. I mean, obviously Sam Brown had the huge hits, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but most of them you won't know their names. But have played on the most seminal albums and to be able to do that mm. you've got to have something special <laughs> yeah and she also wrote a song on michael jackson's thriller album <laughs> really wow. yeah we shall focus um on uh, on suzy right now who told me that you know she just literally followed him round everywhere because there was just so much music tumbling out of him i felt very blessed i used to follow him around with a tape recorder you know because steve is the one of the most prolific writers that i've ever known yeah you know, I can't think of any, maybe one, you know, I can't think of many people that that much music just pours out of. And I'd follow him around and record for him, you know, otherwise things would just, you know, come out and disappear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never. Never to be heard again. Know? I mean, that album, exactly. the songs on that album, everyone is yeah. epic. I mean, you know, um, know. it just is, is an album that I cannot stop playing. But there, there are a lot of comparisons. A lot of people think Inner Visions was his best work, but I think Songs in the Key That's of Life. Good. What would you? What would you kind of, you know, if you had to choose one album, Suze, what would it be? Oh, don't make me choose. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Songs in the Key of Life was a special moment at a special time for him. Yeah. And it was the culmination, I think, of all of his skills and, and little 
tricks and doodads and the bits that you save, mm-hmm. you know, songs that mean so much to you. And it came together as a tour de force. Mm. But Inner Visions, I, I remember, what is the song? Um, they say that heaven is oh, yeah. ten zillion light years away. You know, yeah. I mean, wow. A little impromptu so performance. Many songs. <laughs> <laughs> She's a quite a character, I'll tell you, is, is Suzanne Green there. Talking about, you can just imagine following him round, can't you? You know, and oh, here's another, you know, you, you chorus would, yeah. coming out. Yeah. He was probably writing so much at that time because his output was so good. Just to be on the inception when he's just noodling around. I mean, yeah. he's he's <laughs> his noodles will just be like <laughs> that Grammy-winning ideas. Yeah. It's great. Let's get another song in. A boy's born in hot damn Mississippi. For what that ain't so pretty His parents give him love and affection To keep him strong Moving in the right direction Living just enough Just enough For the city His father works Some days for 14 hours And you can bet His mother goes uh, to scrub the floors for many And you best believe she hardly gets a pity Living just enough, just enough for the city Turning 50 years of uh, age, it was released on October uh, on August the 3rd, 1973, by Tamla, which was a sub- subsidiary of the Motown record label. We're looking at the album Inner Visions by the American singer-songwriter, musician Stevie Wonder. Talking mu- musician, he plays pretty much everything on this album. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> and, does. You know, um, yeah. 
he kind of can probably play the instruments better than the session guys that uh, <laughs> were brought into play. Yeah, yeah, very much. I mean, there's a lot of parallels with him and Prince, um, yeah. multi instrumentalists, uh, music of the absolute highest quality. But I think again, going kind of back in those times, it wasn't that that often that you'd have an artist that can play everything like from the drums to the bass he obviously is known for playing keyboards mm. but pretty much everything and that voice as well it's just i mean listening to this and, and like kind of concentrating on all the parts it's like every part is just so in tune and i think that's the other thing is like for him to articulate how to play and how to kind of get the right feel from a musician when you can do it yourself that's probably what led him to play all of those instruments is to be able to fully encapsulate his vision yeah and the yeah. only way he could probably do it is by learning and playing the instruments himself but yeah yeah, yeah incredible so um that song there living for the city um it won itself i believe a, a grammy award and, and mm. uh, you know we, we talked about the influence of marvin gaye's um album what's going on and again this kind of focusing on the kind of social um, scene that was going on at the time yeah very much and it's it's almost very thematic when you listen through it 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 can almost be like a a mini film within itself because you've got lots of different kind of parts and sections and it was really really strong and i think this is what resonates with a lot of people because it's been covered by artists such as the fugees um an artist i'm a massive fan of which is called michelle and gejo cello if if anyone's heard of her please write in because i don't know (laughs) anyone in dubai who knows her (laughs) from Um, but they're very much within that vein as well Um, interestingly enough out of all the other people that covered it which would be amazing to hear is Michael McDonald yeah yeah. but his voice on that would be incredible but yeah just a great snapshot and a great storyteller of his time you can kind of really feel the kind of the grit of the life of like New York life round about that time yeah, through that the hard song. times that people yeah. were going through yeah. uh, it won the 1974 Grammy Award for Best Rhythm and Blues Song uh, and uh, the album that of course it came from Inner Visions won the Grammy Award for Album of the Year yeah. I, don't, I don't think anything could have come anywhere near it really could that you know well, no. well I mean there's been some great albums as we've said yeah. in 1973 but this was definitely head and shoulders I think yeah and, and the fact that people still talk about it I mean, apart from the fact people talk about two of them yeah. within such a short space of time, but this is kind of recognised, even when, when there's polls today, like when Rolling Stone rings out, like kind of you know, the top 500 albums that ever existed, it's always there. Mm. It's always there. And as I say, I don't think it's... It's not only because it was a, such a huge statement of the time, it's the quality of the music. This stuff isn't easy to play, you know. It's really sophisticated music writing, what yeah. he's doing. And incred- it sounds simple, and that's the beauty of his writing. The melodies are instantly recognisable. But underneath that, there's really complex stuff. Yeah, Yeah. really complex. (laughs) Especially that clavinet. (laughs) If you ever try playing a clavinet, keyboard players, you'll know your left hand has to be going 100 miles an hour to get anything like a decent sound out of it. Now, you've got a few facts up your sleeve to uh, let us know about. What what, what have you come across? Yeah, some interesting things. So as mentioned earlier on, I mean, it's still very much recognised. Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Albums recently, it came as 57. And in 2015... It was included in the Library of Congress's National Recording Registry in 2015. So it kind of really recognised yeah. as, as how important it was just to absolutely everything. And uh, interestingly enough, when it was released, because obviously people know that he's, he's blind, there was a special Braille message on the yeah. original album. And the message read, here is my music. It is all I have to tell you on how I feel. Uh, know that your love keeps my love strong. Wow. What, so that, what, yeah, what, what a lovely thing. Now, of course... 
Whilst he, he was in the middle of this very creative period, he had a real tragedy yeah. as, as he was in a car accident. And uh, once again, when I was talking to Suzai of, uh, of Wonder Love, they really thought that Stevie would, ne- would never make it back. Yeah, because they'd gone into the back of um, back of a truck and a log a lo- yeah, came wood. off and yeah. proper. He was he was in a coma for four days. He'd lost sense of smell and temporary loss. And there's there's a song that um, and a gospel singer Ira Tucker went to visit him, and she just kept singing singing higher ground to him. And then after a couple of days, he started to move his fingers like the way he would play higher ground. Yeah, just 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 some movement. And then they started to bring in a keyboard. And apparently, he was a, he was a little bit nervous to start off with then he started kind of getting back to it and by the end of that year he was out gigging again and uh, and he said about higher ground with with that it was just like that's so so much of what happened with him but he wrote it beforehand and, and i think that had a big impact on him in terms of the other records that he did because he would just crammed like a lifetime's worth of creativity within a very few short years mm. and uh, yeah no it's incredible he came out he came out from that yeah. Uh, now, probably his most well-known tune from this uh, album is the next one that we're going to play. Uh, what do we know about "Don't You Worry About a Thing"? It's an uh, it's an absolute beauty of a song, isn't it? Really, yeah. um, and it's just pure quality, isn't it? So it's, it's it's absolutely gorgeous. So it was released on fifteenth of January, nineteen seventy four. Um, only got to forty in the UK chart and sixteen in the US chart, which seems seems unreal to me because it's such a great song sold a million copies um and it was the third song to come from inner visions it did hit number two on the r&b singles chart uh, and it's really a message kind of centered around hope and optimism and again i think that's what makes this album so rich because it's not a protest album it's mm. also got beautiful songs on this to kind of go come on we can do stuff and being covered by the likes of incognito jamiroquai and john Len- john legend yeah so lo- <laughs> <laughs> some pretty heavyweights have had a go at this yeah. Yeah, Let's exactly. check it out. you 
Oh, there's another masterpiece from this album, Inner Visions. Can you imagine being in the studio, just sitting oh. in, a fly on the wall at oh. that <laughs> session? I mean, it would be incredible. Loads going on, the shakers and, and how the drums kind of really push it along yeah. when it gets to the uh, the chorus. Just and, so good. And just even the vocal line and, and the hook and the breakdown and the bridge, it's just so powerful. There's just so much. It sounds simple because you can sing along with it, but the complexity is just unreal mm. and it's just yeah absolute absolute genius and as you say i think he pretty much did every single instrument that you hear on this that's from him yeah so again to kind of have that that sense of hearing where you kind of go right i'll put that there i'll put that there i'll put that there oh actually we'll do this movement here mm. it's almost a bit like classical music you know the way they're writing different movements yeah he's got that kind of complexity within this and it still sounds fresh it sounds funky it's r&b it's soul it's everything it's the real deal isn't yeah. it no, at, you know there's only one stevie wonder i think i don't yeah. think we'll see another one for a long long no, time no. don't you worry about a thing now um this final song that we're going to mm. play from uh, the album was uh, one that i absolutely love but i had really no idea what it was about until uh, yeah <laughs> i read your notes <laughs> and um this was kind yeah. of a dig at one of the leaders of of the country at yeah, the time exactly. um, and it's such a beauty um, mr know-it-all is yeah. the title and i, I think this was released as a single as well yeah it was yeah it was a full single and uh, it got to number 10 in the uk and number 24 uh in the us and it was kind of a, a satirical take on a on a know-it-all character and and at the time in the states there was uh, a lot of unrest with regards to to president richard nixon yeah yeah and so this is kind of reputedly about him you know kind of he's a man with a plan and all this kind of stuff going on so it's almost a little it's true but it's tunning tunning cheek which I can't say because my tongue isn't in the check proper. Um, but I think where you look at where he's taken on some like kind of more heavy duty themes as we played on the earlier songs like Living for the City and Higher Ground, this is the kind of stance this takes is still making real serious social comment, but in a really light hearted way. And mm. it's, it's just such a, a light singable tune <laughs> you know it's weird you just kind of have to smile when you, when you hear it you do and uh stevie as we mentioned uh lead vocal background vocal piano drums <laughs> hand claps he doesn't even let anybody else do the hand claps <laughs> tonto synthesizer don't ask me what a tonto synthesizer is and congos the only guy that congos the only guy that gets a look in is willie weeks and he's playing the bass Biggest mile, he's Mr. 
So there's our fourth and final tune from this uh, absolutely seminal album, Inner Visions, from uh, Stevie Wonder. I think we should maybe go for another hour and get the rest of the songs oh, on. can we, please? <laughs> final thoughts, then, on this album, Kel. What, what do you make? Oh, just go and buy it. Yeah. Just just buy a record deck, get it on vinyl, just listen to it over and over again in your headphones really loud. It's it's just got everything on it I was just just thinking when we was listening to Don't You Worry About A Thing it's just like I should play that as soon as I wake up in the morning it's just yeah, what a way to start yeah, the day yeah, but yeah. but no I think I think it just had the richness of it I think really comes across um, I mean with all of these albums they're high quality but in terms of the songwriting the musicianship the complexity of the composing which is really complex but married with such simple beautiful harmonies which lock in um, very very rare to do that and that's why it will always be in another 500 years time people will still have it in that top list as one of the best recordings ever <laughs> I think we'll have grey hair by then but <laughs> yeah definitely uh, an absolutely brilliant album celebrating its 50th year Still, I would edge towards Songs in the Key of yeah, Life true, just slightly. True. But, um, yeah, great stuff from the, the, the genius of, of Stevie Wonder. This is Dubai I 103.8. The UAE's number one talk radio station. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.